0: About old-time great fighters, I heard people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching their footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. Uh-huh. And I'm knocking out all bombs. And if you get too smart,
1: I'll knock you out. The camera I mean, everybody follows me, I'm so great. That he will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he want to go to heaven, I'll get him in
0: seven. <laughs> He'll be in the uh-huh. worth of fix. If I cut it to six, and if he keeps talking jive, I'll cut it to five. Hey, I'm the
1: king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold I'm it. Pretty. Hold it, you're not that pretty. I'm bad man. man. from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio, I'm your host, Greg the Truth. The host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. Thank you for tuning in to us. To hear us tonight, I want to invite you to follow us on Twitter, at MajorityMMA, and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. Big weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. USC 201 has came and gone. And uh before we get into that though, I want to talk a little bit about just some few little random news and notes here. Um, is there anything in particular outside of UFC two oh one, Fayaz, that uh, comes to mind for you? Um
0: anything in particular outside of UFC two oh one?
1: Not yeah, that just uh, random not... stuff. I mean I got a few notes sure. here, but
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything particular outside of, uh, you know, outside of the fight card and, you know, what not. Did you have something on your mind?
1: Yeah, there was a few things that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to, uh, apparently, you know, so Ronda Rousey is, uh, we don't know what she's going to do, right? Most people probably don't even really care anymore. Or or we won't care until we know what she's going to do. If she's going to fight, then we'll care. If she's not going to fight, then we'll just keep on going on with our lives. But she's doing uh, an interesting job of keeping herself in the news, or at least fans are, by continually spreading the rumor or speculating that she's pregnant. So I guess to put that to rest, Dana White comes out and... Tells everyone, no, she's not pregnant. This is not why uh, she's missing. But she had minor knee surgery, and uh, she's out because of the knee surgery and still uh, expects to make a return to the cage. However, this is the same Daniel White that told us that the USC wasn't for sale. So right. do, we, do we take his word for it, or are we free to continue to speculate?
0: Well, you know, maybe he's being lied to. You know, who knows, <laughs> <laughs> all right? Maybe, maybe she's telling him knee surgery, and then she's going out saying all this other stuff. But who knows? I mean,
1: uh,
0: I don't know uh, if she's pregnant. I'm assuming that's uh, Matt Matt Brown's kid, Travis Brown's kid.
1: I'm Travis sorry, Brown. I'm That's the case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't figure that out, and uh, it's just. I don't know, man. You know, if you're coming back, just come back. If you're not, don't. You know, I mean, or just come public say, hey, I'm just gonna quit and have a family, and you know, or or do you just need the attention somehow, some way?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting. Thing. I, don't, I don't know why she wouldn't just come out and say, yes, I'm going to fight again. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, BJ yeah. Penn says he's going to be back in November. So uh, a little bit of a good news there for uh, BJ Penn fans. Um, Vitor Belfort and Gegard Mousasi a fight Looks to be close to being done. Looks like they're going to try to get that done at UFC 204. Don't know how much Vitor has left in the tank at this point since he's not able to fill it up with gas, no pun intended.
0: (laughs) You mean fill it up with juice. Come on, man. Come (laughs) on, right? Well, if he doesn't visit the juice bar, right, quote, unquote, and uh, you know, I man, Vitor Belfort just become a coach already. He keeps fighting. I guess he just wants to prove that he's still got it. Can he still fight? Is he still dangerous? Could the guy kill me? Probably, absolutely. But uh, you know, I think Joe Rogan said it best. Man, I I miss TRT Vitor. DRT tour was just on point, man. He was on point and just unstoppable. And, um, you know, I don't think his body had a chance to recover, you know, once they, you know, really, really put the you know pressure on him with all the rules. And, you know, I don't think his body had the trouble, the, you know, because when you put that much of that type of uh, – hormone in your body and then somebody tells you well you just got to stop taking it well your body has to recoup from that and uh, I don't think I don't think his body has properly recovered from that
1: no not at all and I think in many cases those guys that are uh, you know abusers of those kind of things for a long period of time their bodies never recover they become dependent that's why yeah. I think a lot of those guys have to continue, continue the treatments
0: right. uh, of whatever and I, and it is
1: I they're taking.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't know how long you did it or how often you did it. Maybe you only did it once a year for you know for a fight or just to get stronger, whatever it was, or whatever it may be. But uh, you, if you don't, if you don't regulate that properly, right? If you're going to put that stuff in your Right. When you stop taking that stuff, there's other things you have to take so that your body, you know, starts to regulate itself again. And if you don't, and you know, it's shown the last couple of times, I think it it showed when he fought Weidman, he just, he didn't even look like the same guy. Didn't look like the same guy at all. And, uh, and it, and it was a night and day difference and it, and it wasn't even, and, and it wasn't even that far apart from the last time you saw him. So it was, uh, It's kind of scary, man, you know, to see what what that can do to you if you don't take care of yourself afterwards.
1: Fedor Emelianenko versus Tito Ortiz appears to be in the works for a future Bellator card. Nice. There we go. They're they're running out of uh, freak shows. So Yeah. They're gonna do what they can to keep that going. I guess. Man,
0: just, just, man, you know what? Just sign Fedor up for the UFC. Let's have him fight Verdum. Everybody wants to see that fight again, right? And uh, let's make sure it's over here in Vegas, so that way, uh, that way, the ref and all the judges aren't uh, paid off by uh, Fedor Emelianenko's, um, uh, you know,
1: organization, whatever his company, whatever it is. Did you get to see Nate Diaz on Conan O'Brien? You know, I didn't.
0: I didn't get to see that man. I've been still trying to watch that. How was it?
1: Um, it was uh, typical Nate Diaz. Yeah, struggling to speak and form sentences. Right. Uninterested right. in answering questions. Yeah. Which that's what you I'll could expect. expect. But the 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 big issue was that they just out of nowhere played a video of conor mcgregor you know doing conor mcgregor stuff uh diaz was totally unprepared for that you could tell he was unprepared for it and so he kind of took a major he, he took a quite a bit of a fist to it and rightfully so i don't know it was just it, it seemed kind of messed up that they would catch him off guard like that because clearly the guy didn't know that's what was going to happen and yeah uh, uh, kind of came off a little bit Maybe like he was a little bit embarrassed Conor McGregor said <laughs> something to the Extent of he's out there You know Nate Diaz out wearing His super black black t-shirt And you know the, the the McGregor video was Was filmed way Before and Of course Nate Diaz just happened to be wearing The same black t-shirt that he's wearing Everywhere
0: Which didn't <laughs> help it Yeah
1: but uh DS blames the UFC. So the UFC uh, uh, was probably behind it, and uh, you know, just another example of the man trying to stick it to him.
0: Oh Lord, yeah, the man stuck it Before, to him good uh, yeah. when he got his when he got his performance bonus and his million dollars, didn't he? he yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that was the man sticking it to you when you got you know when you took when you took a fight on 4 days notice showed up and just got it all yeah and got paid for it and now and now you get to do it again with a full camp you know what i mean yeah that's that's sticking it to you all right i don't i don't i don't know what else i'm sure i'm sure he's got a nice paycheck coming for this next fight
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Have you seen any of his interviews leading up to it? I mean, he's, he's basically non-existent. Yeah. No hype. Yeah. No back and forth, which, you know, I guess in a way he doesn't have to because the fight sells itself. But for right. a guy who's complained about not getting top fights and not getting big money fights and not being showcased, well, now he's getting all those things, and now he refuses to play the game. And it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind. Of, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, man. I I will say this for Nate Diaz, man. He is no yes man, that's for sure. And uh I think he'll be a company man as far as being a fighter. But yeah. you know, if you 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 know, you want him to get out there and you know say this and that and do certain things. I I don't see it happening. So they're just you know, I guess what, when, when you got a guy, when you got a guy like that, man, you just gotta. Use what you can with him, right? Do what you can with him. like he's been on Fox a couple of times with uh, some of the other guys, not the MMA analysts, but uh, you know, the guys who just covered you know regular sports and things like that. And uh, he's he do pretty well, so I guess it's just it's uh, it's it's what you ask him, and you know what he's there to talk about.
1: It's not it's not. It's an, I don't know. It just. It just strikes me funny because he, he hasn't had a problem, you know, playing it up in other fights where he was getting paid less. And, you know, he didn't have a problem, you know, instigating a little bit in his first fight. And I assume that the closer that the fight draws near, the more amped up that he'll probably be. Yeah. I think that's typically par for, for, for the course for him. But, man, this is this is the biggest fight of his life. This is probably, without a question, going to be the biggest payday of his life. It would seem to me that, that you know, if I'm in his camp, I'm saying, hey, man, you know, it, it, I don't think it matters whether you, you hate the guy or you don't or you don't care or you're, you're prepared or you're not prepared. You've you got to sell this fight because if you right. don't, if you don't maximize every penny, you're leaving money on the table. And uh Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. Some of those things just baffle me about O.P.S. brothers. They're they're, they're great fighters. They always put on a show. They always, you know, you know, in times where even Nate wasn't really in shape, he still came to fight. Still, never gave up, except for that one time they tried to go into town when he got knocked out by Joe Thompson. But that wasn't him. But, You know, the, 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 and I will say this again, and I said this to Tim Unglesby, uh, our, our friend up in Vegas. The biggest thing that's that that's in front of uh, both of those guys is their self, man. They, they can't get out of their own way. Those guys should both be multi multi millionaires.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and, we and we, not. we don't we we don't know that. You know, those guys live in a freaking box and they just put all their money in a bank somewhere and they don't touch it. <laughs> we, right. I mean. You know, I think Nate Diaz at one point had tax problems, but you know, who's to say that broke him when he paid him? You know, it's uh, you really don't know. You really don't know too much about those guys, man. They're not real public, and uh, they don't look like they're the type of guys who run around spend money if they got it.
1: No, no, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't come across like that either. And you know, I know. I mean, we know what what Nate made in his last fight. I know Nick made at least a million in the George St. Pierre fight. So, right. I mean, you know, it's it's not – I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that they're poor or they're broke, but I'm just saying the appeal that these guys have, you know, to, to a large fan base, um, you know, it, it just seems to me like if they had the right people in their corner telling them how to just play the game a little bit more than what you're doing, man, I don't know. It seems to me I don't know, and you know you're right. At the end of the day, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they're, you know, they're they are multi multi millionaires, and we don't I, know. I,
0: I'll say this though, man. Nate Diaz going on uh, going on Conan O'Brien. Really, man. I mean, let's let's face it. You know, we all like Conan O'Brien. You know, for for a reason because he's not like every other talk show. So, really, he's a perfect guest for Conan O'Brien.
1: Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, that's more to my point. I mean, you get a chance. Here you are on Conan O'Brien, a very popular late-night show. you got a huge opportunity to build your brand and to, uh, you know, get your name out there to people that don't know who you are, and you're sitting on the couch basically just repeating the same stuff over and over.
0: Right. (laughs) But, uh, But, yeah, uh, that's – Anyway, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, if you if you watch every fight and every fight promotion, and every interview, it's basically, it's basically you answering the same questions. It's basically that person answering the same questions over and over and over and over, and over again. So, uh, you know, I could see, I could see how that would wear on someone.
1: Oh yeah, and there's no doubt that it does. Connor McGregor, Chael Sonnen. Uh, you know and of course those are those guys are the exception not the rule I mean you know you could listen to those guys get asked the same questions 50 times in a row and they'll give you at least 46 different answers and but uh, you know I don't know it is what it is I mean we still obviously agree on how how, uh, great fighters they were I wanted to get into some of the comments that Mark Hunt made but I'm going to just forego that because we need to talk about UFC 200 Uh, first of all (laughs) I just want to say this. I think that UFC 200, even though there was no real, and this isn't, I don't mean this is a knock to any of the fighters that are on the card outside of Robbie Lawler. None of those guys are draws. Right. This card put uh, UFC 200 to shame. Fight wise.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's, that's uh, that's the truth, man. That's there's no there's no doubt about that, and uh, I, you know I agree with it. You know it's going to be hit or miss. I think the shows that they try to make the absolute best are always going to be the ones where everybody plays it safe because they don't want to flop on the biggest show, right? Yeah, they don't want they don't want
1: they
0: don't want to sh- they don't want to flop on the biggest stage, right? two oh one comes along, they put together an awesome card, right? And all these guys just go in there going, Okay, well, you know, I'm just gonna go fight and, you know, try to win my bonuses, right? And do and, and get paid and you know, move up in the rankings. They're not thinking, Oh my God, it's this big spectacle and this is the you know, the two hundred show and it's an anniversary. You know what I mean? There's there's none of that behind it. So, you know, I, I think you see better fights on a on a night like that.
1: So the the main card was all I got to see. I didn't see any of the preliminary card, um, and I missed the first fight. I came in towards the end of the Eric Perez and Francisco Rivera fight, which from what I saw, uh, both guys were pretty tired. But, uh, man, they went at it, and they they brawled all the way to the end.
0: Yeah, good fight, Uh, top to bottom. And uh, if a good opener a good opener to a main card. And if you're going you're gonna to open up a main card and get everybody excited, especially after, you know, coming off of a show that was kind of so-so, um, that's, that's definitely the way you want to open up.
1: It's funny to see Eric Perez don the lucha mask.
0: Yeah, I thought that was awesome, too. Uh, I'm surprised I let him come out with it.
1: Yeah, he's been doing it since the beginning, and it seems like uh, that would be something that they would frown upon, but I guess he got the okay.
0: I think – well, who was it? Who used to do crazy stuff like that? It was like Jason Mayhem Miller way back in the day, right? I think at one point he wanted to do something like that, and they wouldn't let him do it. So, yeah. Um, so it's kind of you know it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see them you know let them come out and you know kind of do their own thing.
1: Yeah, so, you know if, if they don't want to let them do crazy over the over the top stuff, that's cool. But you know give them a little bit of liberty, give them a little bit of yeah. freedom, to do right. something. You know because it, it brings a little bit more entertainment, a little bit more intrigue from a fan's point of view. Yeah. And uh, as long as it's not taking away from the fight itself, I mean I, I, I'm all for the entertainment aspect of it.
0: Right. We're covering up your Reebok sponsor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably that's like the only thing they're worried about is getting Reebok over. Right. And uh, everybody, you know, perhaps on that deal time they get a chance to, apparently. Um, Eric Perez, or excuse me, Jake Ellenberger. Man, I tell you what, he caught Matt Brown early, finished him off with a. If stiff liver kick, and Matt Brown is a tough as nails kind of guy, that's a huge win for Jake Ellenberger.
0: Oh yeah, man! You know Matt Brown, Matt Matt Brown. I compare him to like guys like Chris Lytle, man, and guys like you know guys who, when you hit them, they just get stronger, they just get tougher, right? You can't just run in and finish them because you know, they might come back at you. And uh, that's kind of what, you know, Jake Elmer, you know, knocked Matt Brown's head off at the beginning of that fight. Matt Brown, you know, did make a rally, did try to come back there. But then once he got caught with that beautiful kick to the liver, to the liver or the floating rib, he went down and he could not recover, man. And, uh, you know, it's rare that you see, you know, Matt Brown, you know, get taken out that way.
1: Yeah, super, super impressive. Um, and and I thought there for a while Matt Brown was was back and, and it appeared like he was starting to find a kind of a groove and Ellenberger had, had maybe kind of punched himself out trying to finish the fight early. And, uh, yeah. man, that kick was brutal, though. Right on target, <laughs> right on target.
0: It only takes one, right? It only takes one, and that's uh, that. That was the one. If and if you've never been kicked in the liver, or you know, been caught on that floating rib, or anywhere around there, I, th- I believe his was a liver shot. If you've never been kicked anywhere around there, it doesn't look like much when you see a fighter get hit there and they go down. And you go, what happened? That doesn't even look like it hit him very hard. It shuts the whole side of your body down. It is the most excruciating. I can't breathe. Just strangest pain, delayed reaction pain in the world. And uh, for the guys who have fought, I've watched get through it, man, props to you guys. But you get caught square, man, that's just a tough one to come back from.
1: I'll be interested to see where that win falls Jake Ellenberger because Matt Brown was, uh, I want to say, ranked uh, number nine. And Jake Ellenberger was outside of the top 15. I wonder if that will crack him into the top 10. I got to think it's going to put him at least into the top twelve or 11. And, you know, Jake yeah. Ellenberger is a guy that's been around for a long time. And uh, maybe he's maybe we're going to see a little bit of a late resurgence for this guy.
0: Man, I hope so, man. I, I really like Jake Ellenberger. And for a little while there, it looked like he was getting kind of stagnant, which I think led to the yeah. fact that, you know, he just wasn't going anywhere, right? But, uh it looks like he's opening up his game a little bit more, learning a few more tricks, and that's really what you got to do to get ahead in this
1: game, right? Yeah, without question. Um, The co-main event of the evening was uh, Caroline, Carolina. I'm not going to give a shot at her last (laughs) name. This was the first time that I'd ever seen her fight. Um, Yeah. Of course, seeing Rose – uh I'm unified several times uh she was impressive She knew
0: what to expect yeah she was
1: impressive Yeah
0: those those two girls man they just threw down and that was uh I kind of I kind of thought you know I was watching all the embedded and things like that I always do leading up to the fight and it kind of helps me kind of gain some sort of perspective on you know what's going through the fighter's mm-hmm. head or they just, they just feel like there's somebody getting thrown to the wolves or actually, you know, going in there to fight. And, you know, as nice as this girl was, man, and she knew she was fighting a tough girl in Rose. I mean, she just came out and, uh, she, just she came out and put on a show, man. That was, I'd, I'd never seen her fight before. And that was absolutely awesome.
1: I jokingly tweeted out after the fight that, uh, Joe Rogan should tell her what she has really won, where they would tell us that she won a title shot, where in fact she's really won probably a face rearrangement courtesy of, uh, Yolanda Izzurri. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Because I didn't see either, in anything, in either one of these ladies, who are both talented, uh, that that is ready to fight, uh, fight the champ.
0: Yeah. I, uh... You know, man, it's funny because you watch people get better, but then, you know, the champs also getting better. And after her last fight, yeah. you want to prove that you know she's she's become pretty well rounded. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you to go in there if you're just thinking, "Hey, I'm just gonna go in there and strike with." Uh, you want to, you know, young Jacek, that for any girl. Is not going to be a good thing. Now, Rose Navajunas now, I mean, Unis probably would have posed more of a problem because uh, I think her ground game was a little bit better. But you know, could she have gotten it to that point? You know, that was the other thing. If you know, you know, if she would have won the fight. So if uh, it's this will be an exciting fight, right? But I think uh, Jan Jacek will uh, come out the victor.
1: And, of course, the main event was uh, Robbie Lawler defending the welterweight title against Tyron Woodley. Man, I, uh,
0: how many times are we going to see a title get freaking uh, changed this year?
1: Yeah, man, a lot of, lot of title changes. I I felt like I didn't – I thought that Tyrone Woodley could win if he fought a perfect tactical fight, you know, relied a little bit on the grappling, the wrestling.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But I certainly didn't see him knocking Robbie Lawler out. And, man, he <laughs> no. caught him with a nasty he, right hand. Nasty he caught him with right a
0: nasty hand. right hand, and usually Robbie Lawler can come back from those, but he couldn't – he didn't recover. Tyrone Woodley pounced on him and uh, put him to sleep. I think uh, put him out and woke him back up. So – Yeah. I Hated to see it happen to Robbie Lawler, I'm a longtime fan, but yeah, you know, hey, good job, Tyrone Woodley, you know, he got he finally got a shot and you know, he stepped up
1: and uh, he
0: seized that opportunity.
1: And and you know, Robbie Robbie had a great run, you know, got a couple of title defenses under his under his belt. So, you know, even though he got knocked out, he's probably just one good solid win, maybe two. Uh, of uh, getting getting a rematch or getting another shot at the thought of whoever the champion might be down the line. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Majority MajorityMMA. Like us on Facebook, the Majority Decision. Everybody have a great week. We're done. 18- plus.